A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, hello. Right, it's gotten to that point in the week, hasn't it, where you've basically listened to all of the other Spurs podcasts and everything like that. And there's that kind of gaping hole for a bit of content. So here I am, here I am to, I mean, I'm not really going to take that metaphor any further because I feel that that was veering into slightly dodgy territory there, but still, uh, yeah, if you haven't had enough of my voice already this week, you can have some more of it now or, or, you know, or you can just turn it off. It's up to you. Completely up to you. Um, right. So, I wanted to start off um, in terms of like the week, the reaction we've seen a lot of this sort of the stuff out in the wake of Chelsea. I mean, I've been really quite surprised by some of the kind of negativity from Spurs fans in particular. I mean, as far as I was aware, I mean, I, I get it. I, I I do understand it. If you're really excited going into a game like that, if you're thinking that we're finally going to have the upper hand on Chelsea and to, you know, Full disclosure, I did. I I kind of thought, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll be there. We'll, we we have a not that we're definitely going to win, but we've got a really good chance of beating them this time because it just seems like there's two sort of there's opposing momentum, right? What's the opposite of momentum? Momentum to me sounds like something that you know is going forwards. Do you have backward momentum? Does it work that way? I don't know. If it does, Chelsea have backward momentum. Um. That's, that feels wrong. That just doesn't doesn't quite work in my head. I'm, you know, if anybody knows the answer to that, please let me know. But yeah, we're, we're moving in two different directions. Let's let's put it that way. And I mean, maybe we're not moving in two different directions. This is one of the things that's come out in the wake of it. Maybe Chelsea are actually good. I mean, they have, after all, signed like Raheem Sterling and Koulibaly, and I'm sure, I can't remember who else. They still have good players. I don't particularly rate Mason Mount, to be honest, but I can... Tell objectively, he's a good player. Reese James, who is just, uh, I take Reese James any day of the week over Trent Alexander-Arnold. That's all I'm saying on the matter. Um, but yeah, still, the roundabout way of getting to the point I was initially trying to make, I am still quite surprised by the negativity from a lot of the Tottenham fans in the wake of this game. Um, I mean, it's, it's. I mean, it's 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 a game we've won once in thirty years, right? Um, that was peak peak Pochettino when this team might be on that level now. Maybe it might be, but you know, it's got a long way to go over the course of this season to proving that it is on that level yet. But that was peak Pochettino's team that turned up, and you know, in the one season out of thirty, I guess probably. 26, 27 seasons at that point. Splitting hairs here, but still. That we actually beat them at Stamford Bridge. Um, it shows you kind of what, you know, what what type of an afternoon is that. I mean, I don't need to tell most of you this, right? Like everybody knows what we've got in store for us at Stamford Bridge. It's horrible. It's a repulsive fixture. Um, and it, it felt to me that like, yeah, okay, we can, and, and I do get it. I 
it was a horrible watch. It was really, really painful to watch that game. Horrible, awful, miserable for the majority of it. But the thing is that Spurs, through whatever, through whatever luck or decisions went our way, we still got the job done. We didn't lose. We didn't lose at Stamford Bridge. It wasn't the same old story. The same old story as seeing Tottenham when they were, you know, losing 1-0, go on to lose 3-0, something something like that. But the fact that we fought back to get a, an equaliser and then came back from Chelsea going ahead again is pretty mad. And one of the one of the sort of the, the good points that um, people have been making in the wake of it, and I, I, I felt, obviously I felt at the time, I mean, I don't need other people telling me what's what, you know. Um, I can, I'm, you know, I can see all this stuff so clearly for myself, to be honest. So, uh, no, look, I'm going to drop this sort of faux, arrogant act. A lot of people in the wake of this were basically making the point, and I'm pretty sure Phil and I did this anyway, that Chelsea didn't actually really have that many clear-cut chances. Um, and they did, I guess they did squander a couple of those. Sterling probably could have done better with that opportunity. Kai Havertz especially. I mean, that was a... That was a shocking miss from an incredible I think it was that James Cross wasn't it which was pretty unbelievable um should have done better with that so you know on another day maybe Spurs are 3-0 down 3-1 whatever it would have been at the time but we weren't you know and this sort of um habit of doing this kind of picking apart oh well this could have happened that could have but it didn't happen the fact of the matter is Spurs fought back it was 2-2 Chelsea played amazingly, Spurs played like dog shit, but here we are drawing 2-2. How the tables have turned. How many how many times have we had to see down the years Tottenham Hotspur put in a great performance and get pegged back like that in the in the dying dying seconds of a match for it to end up 2-2 like that. I mean, how, how, to me it would have been so much more deflating had we gone 2-0 up in that game all this optimism we'd had going into that match Spurs are going to win this one finally this is the game that we win at Stamford Bridge we go 2-0 up we're looking kind of comfortable we're looking happy and then Chelsea come back and it's 2-2 How, imagine the narrative there and this isn't from Spurs fans because it'd be quite obvious that it would be you know a lot more miserable from Spurs fans but the the narrative behind that brave Chelsea fight on to the end they do all of all of the discussion out the back of this has been about Tottenham not looking great Tottenham looking lucky Tottenham getting kind of decisions from the referee for the supposed media darlings, like there's been a lot of media scrutiny placed upon us. Again, Sky Sports did their fucking dedicated section with a referee picking apart exactly how the decisions were incorrect. All this type of stuff. Funnily enough, they don't do that. Now we're seeing a lot more of this out the wake of it. Yes, Romero, you know, he was silly doing the hair pull, but he was stamped on in the first half. Uh, look, I'm going to be honest. I'm not entirely convinced it was a deliberate stamp. I can't say either way. But in the interest of this being a game against Chelsea, he's a dirty, horrible bastard, and it was <laughs> it was definitely an intentional stamp. So that can fuck off. Kulusevski was fouled in the lead up to their second goal in a much quicker frame time frame to the goal than fucking Bentancur maybe 
fouling whoever it was. I can't even remember anymore. Like 15 minutes before we scored an equaliser. He can all just get in a bit. I mean, Reese James, for as great as he was, fucking, he was, he had about three yellow cards in that match. It's all complete bollocks. And the thing that has irritated me about this a lot, really, is seeing even like, and I, I kind of get it, like Liverpool fans, Arsenal fans obviously hate Tottenham. Liverpool fans potentially feel a bit threatened. They've seen their own sort of dodgy start to the season. Their lack of like real kind of spark, very early days, but spark from like Nunes, who's supposed to be a marquee signing for them. It doesn't look great. So I can see they're probably thinking, fucking hell, Spurs are breathing down our necks. So they, they probably see us as like, somebody coming for them more than Chelsea, which even even when you look at it through that kind of prism, is that the term? Prism? Yeah, let's, let's use that. Prism makes me sound smart. Even when you view it through that prism, right, you, you're really kind of thinking, well, why are you more worried about Spurs than you are Chelsea? I guess that's credit to us and that that makes me quite happy. But also like Chelsea are a team that you've had a long running battle with. It's Chelsea who have a fan base that have sung during Hillsborough, like the Hillsborough Minute of Silence at Wembley. Um, it was against Tottenham, but I'm sure they've still sung stuff against Liverpool as well. But, you know, this. why do you have, like, more hatred for Tottenham? Why are Tottenham the bad guys in this situation? I don't understand it. I don't understand the, the, the fawning for a club. I, I, I can understand people not liking Tottenham. They think we're a bit... I think a lot of people think we're a bit Liverpooly. All the stuff, all the shit we hate that Liverpool do, the this means more, all that type of thing. I think quite a few other fan bases think Spurs are a bit like that as well. But in our case, it's even more unearned, this kind of... I don't see it as entitlement. I can maybe see why people outside of the club see it as entitlement. But I don't see it as is with us. I think we're dreamers. I think we really want to see our club win the big things. But entitlement to me is Manchester United. The way Manchester United conduct themselves right now. Tottenham are dreamers. Like we have a lot of hope. We want to see our club win the win the biggest things. We're trying to draw that over the line. We always have done for generations. We're not just a team that wants to just take our place in the pecking order. We aspire to be more. But that is an entitlement. That's just, you know, hoping you can hoping you can be better than you are. Um so I you know, I don't re- I don't really buy that. So I just think a, I just think a lot of it's nonsense. And I, I I really get the feeling that a lot of people are just starting to get more rattled by us now because they can see we're onto a good thing. They can see that we're a good team. And getting a draw away at Stamford Bridge, a ground where we have a horrific record, a horrific record to fight back, to stay in it, to contain them the way that we did is great. Um, Richarlison having a positive impact on his first appearance almost immediately. You know, he's he's not really, he's probably not Conte match ready. You know, Conte's pressed uh, to the press, ironically enough, um, that he's had seven months with the other players, right? The, the start of the season thing, seven months, seven months. Keeps echoing that he hasn't had that same amount of time with the new signings. I still stand by the fact I would have liked to have seen Perisic. Anyway, the fact that people like Richarlison, people like Perisic are coming off the bench and already having an impact. There's plenty, there's plenty to be hopeful about. Um, 
out the back of that Chelsea game. And Flav, if, if you haven't listened to the fighting cock this week, Flav put it very well. He, he I'm not going to completely steal his point because I do think you should listen to it. Um, but he was just essentially making the point that not only is it Spurs getting a draw, you've you've ruined Chelsea's afternoon, like, and that's that's good. That's a good thing. You've ruined that jubilant buzz that you get in the pub or wherever you are at home seeing your mates or anything like that in WhatsApp groups. The ability to kind of mug off your mates who support another team or just even if you don't indulge in all that stuff, just basking in your own warm glow of victory, you've taken that away from them. And for people to say that, you know, I understand in essence, yeah, it seems tin pot to say it feels like a win, but it did feel like a win. And the whole celebration police thing is absolute bollocks. Everybody knows it's disingenuous bollocks. It's everything that we all say. When it, when you see Arsenal celebrating a last-minute equaliser, you know in the back of your head, I understand why they're doing that because it is a good thing to come back from the brink. It's good for the team morale. It's good for the momentum. It's it's just a good thing. It's a good thing for your team not to lose. And when you do take it at the at the very death of a match like that, especially at Stamford fucking stinking bridge. It's unbelievable. So lap it up. Enjoy it. Don't be made to feel embarrassed or guilty by other fan bases because they'd be doing exactly the same thing. And the only reason that they're all jumping on it, the only reason why they all want to piss on it is because they know it's a good thing. Everybody knows it. What isn't a good thing um, is Hummin Son being racially abused in the match either. I would like to say it's a surprise to see that. I don't know what. No, why would I like to see that? I, I, don't, I don't think anything good of Chelsea Football Club whatsoever. It's no surprise whatsoever to see that type of thing come out the the back of this match. Um, I do, you know, ordinarily I would sort of, you know, both sides, not both sides in it, in, in Son getting abused, just in the respect to Spurs, we don't have the most exemplary track record in terms of fan behaviour. The Stamford Bridge, I haven't heard of any reports or of anything of the homophobic chanting at the match. Um, I know the proud Lily White's put out a statement before the game and everything like that. Um, so yeah, there is a there's a certain air of hypocrisy for us to really single out their fans as like being, you know, completely... Ter- no, uh, I'm tying myself in knots here. They are a completely terrible fan base. It's a fan base that has like subjected the footballing world to racism to anti-semitism which is racism as well i guess but probably nuanced in a different direction um it's it is you know there there is stain there is stain on football from the way in which the club has been or the latter day success has been assembled put together from a club that was on the brink there there's just nothing there's nothing redeeming about them it's no surprise whatsoever that son was subject to this type of fucking 1970s level unfunny bullshit abuse just get in the fucking bin mate what is the point like you've probably got kids uh you probably got well you probably don't have a job anymore but just what's the point it's a point, like you know. I don't know. It's 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 a depressing thing to see, but you know, when you see stuff like that, again, I say to there's not going to be anybody from any other fan base assisting to this. 
Um, actually, other than maybe my friend Dan, who actually supports Newcastle. You're right, Dan, if you're listening. Um, he, he, you know, he still listens to this for some reason. I don't know why. Do you love me, Dan? Maybe? In a, in a friend way, everything. Hopefully. Um, I would like to think you do. Good mates, you know. Go back a long way. Formative years and all that. But anyway, enough about Dan and uh, and I's bromance. Look, it, basically, just Tottenham getting that, making a racist afternoon a bit worse. It's great. It's brilliant. Come on, you Spurs. Um, so a couple of other little bits before I talk about Wolves is Tunga Ndombele is apparently at the time of recording about to go to Napoli. So we've spoken about it at length on the podcast before. It's a shame. It's the, it's the you know, the sale's so great. See you later, mate. Not asked. Genuinely not asked. Goodbye. Tangi, I'm always, I'm fully aware. I'm fully aware of all the things that he doesn't do well. I get it. I completely get it. He winds me up. You could, the receipts are there. Go back and listen back. I've bitched about him plenty of times. I'm not I'm not trying to hide away from his weaknesses, the things that he doesn't do well. I'm not doing that at all. All I'm saying is there's a really, really good player in there. There's a really good player in there. Like Declan Rice of all people randomly singling him out as one of the great like one of the best, or if not, I think the best or the toughest opponent he's faced in the Premier League. Just saying that he's a proper, you know, street baller. That he's I think Rice even said something like, you know, forget all the things that you see people say about him. He's amazing. He's unbelievable. Um we've seen it, we've seen it in flashes, but unfortunately flashes are not enough in the Premier League they're just not we know that um who knows really what happened last year he went back to Leon. didn't really work out for him there who knows I, I don't know what their system is I don't know how they play football I don't know what the expectations were upon him um you'd like to think in the Syria it could it could benefit him um a game that isn't played at quite the same sort of intensity I think there are I, not even in the football hips. The way I grew up watching Channel Four football, Italia, I've always had an affection for for Italian football, um, and I do think there's a certain level of um, misrepresentation about what Italian football is—the cacciato and all that sort of thing. Is it cacciato? I say always. I might, that's type of pasta, isn't? It? No, it's cacio e pepe. Cacciato, is it? I don't know. I can't remember. Um, Cacio Pepe is really nice pasta, though. Actually, yeah, it's just it's it's just like I think it's I think it's I can't remember if it's Grana Padano or Pecorino. No, it's Pecorino and Parmesan. Basically, just grated onto onto like you you cook your spaghetti, right? Cook your spaghetti, put a bit of Grana Padano on it, quite a lot, quite a bit of Parmesan on there bit of pasta water keep a bit of the pasta water aside and then crack loads and loads and loads of black pepper onto it mix it all together so that the pasta water melts the cheese the heat of the pasta melts the cheese mixes all together makes a nice simple creamy cheese sauce loads of black pepper on there maybe a tiny little hint of sea salt i don't really like my food to be too salty i'm quite sensitive to salt don't really like it bit of that lovely wallop on a plate nice simple italian classic food bang on it's, it's just it's perfect it's quick easy to make 
nice for a summer's day, summer's evening, really. Dinner. It's more of a dinner thing, isn't it, really? Pasta. But it's good. That was a bit of a tangent, wasn't it? Syria is uh, is great, though. I, I, I do like the Syria. And I do think, though, that, you know, there is... The intensity isn't quite the same there. Um, I just think Tangi, I, I hope... I hope he does well. I'm I'm not 100%. You know, I'm not going to pretend to know how Napoli play again. You know what what the expectations will be upon him, but you know there's there's a very very good player that I personally I don't see him doing a Salah De Bruyne coming back to haunt us, as in like coming back to haunt us in a real big way. Maybe one day coming back to play for Manchester City and winning the Premier League title. I don't think that's the path he's on. But what path he could be on is maybe winning Napoli, being part of a team that wins Napoli a Scudetto again, you know, or wins Napoli a a Europa Conference League or Europa League or probably not a Champions League, let's be honest. I mean, well, you know, Spurs got to the final, you know, but we didn't win it. War a trophy. War a trophy. Um... I don't know. Tangi Ndombele, good luck to you lads. We'll probably see you again next summer. <laughs> um, staying on the Syria, Ruslan Malinovsky. I've probably butchered that pronunciation. But a, a Ukrainian attacking midfielder from Atlanta. We've been linked to. Um, seems to be that we want to get you know, from all the, all the ITKs, all the tier people with the little medals and that seem to be saying that we need to get more players out the door before we can get him in um i can tell you you know like i've told you i, I watched a bit of syria and stuff i really like the league um what I, what i can tell you about him is that i had never heard of him before we uh before we were linked to him um, so I, <laughs> I watched a couple of YouTube compilations and he looks good. He looks decent, you know, um, doesn't mean that's automatically going to translate to, to, to the Premier League, but it's an option, isn't it? If, if we do sign him, it's, if we're not looking for him to be a marquee signing, that's going to, you know, command the place and the team and no, oh, it would be nice if he did do that, wouldn't it? But still, I think we need to. One of the big lessons that I think we're we're having this summer, and it's it is it is a period of like acclimatizing for Tottenham as a club, as a fan base, the psyche of us in in many ways, you know, getting stuff over the line, everything, but also I think having to come to this collective realization that the sum of all parts is what makes a great team, right? And we need to stop thinking about the team, the squad acquisitions transfers in the way that we that we used to you know Tottenham we were always like an all right side that needed some exceptional players to take us to the next level the ironic thing is that for the past few years we've had some exceptional players but have lacked the squad depth to take us on to the next level and I mean it's not really ironic because I don't think we've ever had particularly fantastic squad depth um, but we've got a very, very good starting 11. That's the point that we built to, right? And the next stage of this now is widening that, is making these kind of Manchester City type moves. Look at Richarlison. You know, it's similar to them taking on Amarez, taking a Grealish, just taking good players that are, that are potentially available to them that are, you know, another option for them. Jack Grealish kind of has 
piecemeal his sort of appearances he makes at Manchester City. I think he's been playing this year, though, hasn't he? Sorry, some some water. Um, but yeah, it's it's a good move, and I, I think you know if we're adding this lad in, I I think it's probably some sort of money ball type thing. We've seen that he's somebody that can. One of the main things that stood out is it looks like he's he's pretty strong. He's good at holding up the ball. Um, seems to be quite good at playing with his like back to goal a bit as well. Um, so whether we can, it means if we've got a player like him there, Kane can sort of stay a bit further forward. I mean, try telling Harry Kane to do that, but still, you know, we'll see. Maybe he'll stay a bit further forwards and you've got the runners either side of him that can cause havoc. Um, especially if he can sort of turn his man that's behind him and play one of his nice balls through as I've seen in in these YouTube compilations he also like he can twat a ball as well he can absolutely twat a ball um so it'll be it's quite interesting it's quite interesting I there's something about seeing Spurs get these type of deals where there's a an air of kind of surprise to it an air of mystery if you like um when I think that you know it would be it would be a nice be a nice, pleasant surprise. I, I wasn't, you know, you've heard me on here saying before, I'm not really that bothered about us getting a attacking midfielder or something. I'm, you know, I haven't ever been that hot on the idea of getting James Madison in. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to sort of cry myself to sleep. Quite the opposite, well, not quite the opposite, but I'm not, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to cry too much or at all. Um, I need to stop talking about crying. Just get you, spit your words. Stop. This is the thing. Stop coming up, trying to come up with metaphors or paint some picture. Just say what you want to say. It would be nice to sign this player, but if we don't, I'm not that asked. And if we do sign him, it would be quite exciting if he adds something to the team that we don't currently have and he allows Harry Kane to stay a bit further forward and focus on scoring goals and breaking Alan Shearer's record and breaking Jimmy Greaves' record, and winning the Premier League for Tottenham Hotspur. Um, so that'd be good. But whether or not it happens, we don't know. Um, there were some sort of links of Reggion going their way. Um, hang on, two seconds. Let me just ask something. Shut up. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How is it you pronounce, you said it to me the other day, how is it you pronounce Reguillon? Reguillon. Reguillon. There you go. 
Reguilon. Reguilon going the other way. Um, but it seems like they're not going to be able to afford his wages. I think they need to get their wage bill down. I heard somebody talk. I, th- I saw one tweet I heard somebody talking about, like I'm ever out and about anywhere in any sort of situation. Not here. Ooh, what's that? Let me eavesdrop on this conversation where there's something of note going on. Um, I saw, as we all do, you go down Twitter wormholes and you see random bits and bobs. I saw a uh, person on Twitter talking about a wage cap. I think I briefly saw somebody talking about a wage cap. Let me, actually, let me just see this. Now. Does Siri uh, have a wage cap? Does Siri uh, have a wage cap? No. Well, let's have a look. So this is from... So, so since 2013, La Liga has adopted a salary cap rule that is still implemented until the present day. The Spanish Football Federation inserted a rule that prevents the top tier's clubs from spending wages more than 70% of their total incomes. While this regulation appeared to be a fair one, the COVID-19 oh, pop up. The COVID-19 pandemic left Spain's biggest sides in shambles, especially Barcelona who suffered catastrophic consequences. Ooh, boo-hoo. Um, blah, 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 blah. Does Serie A have a salary cap? Unlike its Spanish counterpart, Serie A is yet to implement a salary cap. While some would believe that this rule is a necessity in all major European leagues, the Italian top clubs have recently reduced their wage bills despite the absence of a regulation that forced them to take such a measure. Um... So, no, it just seems to be Italian football going to Italian football. Um, that what, yeah, clubs build teams that they can't really sustain and whatever. Um, don't start posting Nigel Farage, Rule Britannia videos at me, please. Um, so, I don't think Reguillon's going to go. Right, hang on. I think I've said it wrong already. Reguillon. Reguilon, Reguilon, Reguilon. I think that's it. Um, I'm not going to shout to Charlotte again. She's trying to work and she might get annoyed at me. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. Um, one of the, oh, fuck. I can't even, I didn't even bring up. I've been fucking going on for ages now. Romero. Um, should have been right at the top of this. So it seems to be at the moment, there's a bit of a Ali Gold versus the Argentinian media or at least Romero's entourage, bit of beef playing out at the moment. Um, Ali Gold saying Falklands and the Argentinian media saying Malvinas. Um, if Falklands is indeed a four-week injury, like muscle injury, I think it was a muscular injury, that could, yeah, could see him ruled out for up to a month, if not more, missing some very, very big games for Tottenham. Which we don't want to have happen, but uh, the Malvinas in this case seems to be that it's maybe a week or two. He's going to be back soon. It's just a little knock out the back of the Cucurella incident. Um, I, you know, that's to me is awful. I think to anybody that's awful, right? Romero is pretty, pretty integral to to what we're doing. I know people say Dav played all right in the run in. 
at the tail end of last season when Romero was out. But I don't really want to have to sort of risk that one for too long. Do you? I don't know. Maybe I'm being too harsh. Um, I have sort of felt that, I mean, we, you know, we still got Longley. We don't know. We don't know how he's going to do. Maybe he'll slot in and be just fine. But he is that left centre back. I mean, I, I do think, obviously, it's going to, it's always going to be optimal to have players that are in their prime positions, if you like. But also, I do think kind of this idea that, well, Longley's a left centre back, so he might not be able to play in the right centre back role where Romero was playing. You know, is that is that strictly the case? Like, I mean, it's yeah, right. It's it's not optimum. I get that. Optimal, optimum, optimal, optimal. Let's go with optimal. It's not optimal, but it's not kind of. I think it'll be all right, right? Um, but outside of that, I still wouldn't mind seeing as. I mean, we. Had, I know we've got to get rid of people from the squad and blah blah blah, but. It would have been nice. I mean, we were after Bastoni, right? Um, we're after this. We were, oh yeah, what's his name? We're after that Blackburn Rovers. One of my mates is a Blackburn Rovers fan. Um, where is he? Yeah, we uh, Ashley Phillips. We were linked to Ashley Phillips. Um, I said to my mate, "This is verbatim." Apparently, we're after one of your lads, Ashley Phillips. Any good? Question mark. Very. Oh, I still wouldn't be surprised if we bought him and loaned him back or something. Seems to be what we're doing at the moment, as Conte only wants hard old blokes. My mate responds, ha ha. Yeah, but he's a star in the making, I think, attracting a lot of interest. So maybe we'll get Ashley Phillips in, who knows? Um, and maybe we won't loan him back, but we probably will, because it does seem that, as I said to uh, my mate there, that Conte... Only wants old hard nuts. Um, so, I don't know. I don't, we're not going to... I mean, I can't see us signing another centre-back at all. So, you know, I just I tweeted something on the whim. And I, I do feel it. You know, I do. I would I would quite like to see us sign, a, sign another. But, you know, chances are not high. But hopefully, Romero will be back um, speedily because we don't want to miss him, do we? He's He's... Exceptional. He's one of the just the heroes of our team now. Absolutely love him. Um, working on a little sort of. I'm, I'm dabbling with the idea of doing a, a t-shirt design, a Romero, an homage to to Romero. Um, putting putting something together. Um, if it sounds like something you would be at all interested in, please do let me know because it's always nice to know if there's a bit of an appetite there. Whether or not I use, I've, I've used a sort of um, a site before that does all the printing and everything for you. I do find that a bit of a less sort of personal experience. There's a part of me that would want to maybe get a few different sizes made up, get some quality t-shirts, you know, some like actually good quality ones that I know are like ethically sourced and everything like that, get them printed properly so I can vouch for the quality of it as opposed to just pushing it out to some kind of third party being like okay go and buy it from there but i might end up doing that so i'm not going to piss on that option um just saying though um let me know what you prefer if i was to do a romero t-shirt or something like that if you'd, if you'd want kind of either way um i would imagine that the the ethically sourced local manufacturer one will probably be a bit more expensive um and the logistics will be more difficult but 
I do still like that kind of experience and something that I can vouch for, like I say. Um, so that's that done. We don't want Romero gone. Come back, get well soon. Oliver Skip is apparently back very soon. Sounds it really sounds horrific what happened to him. Um, I wasn't fully aware that his foot had been like completely gouged open, that players were distraught on the on the training pitch and everything like that. I think it was before Rangers. Um, I mean that the lad can just not catch a break. But let's hope let's hope that this is kind of you know as we saw with Gareth Bale at the start of it. <laughs> don't don't misinterpret that. I'm not saying Oliver Skip is going to go on a Gareth Bale trajectory. I'm just saying, as we saw with the talented young Gareth Bale, who just could not seemingly stay injury-free. I mean, he hasn't really stayed injury-free for most of his career, but at least the early part of his career could not stay injury-free. Was celebrating the Carling Cup on crutches. Um, let's just hope that that's kind of what it is. It's a bit of an unfortunate phase for Oliver Skip. All the noises we've heard out of Conte are that he loves him. Um, He's got obviously no interest in Harry Winks anymore, who apparently has just not not had any interest whatsoever, which it does seem um Windy was tweeting about this the other day or today, about how surprised he was that nobody's actually after Winks. Um I I doubt his salary's that high, is it? I mean you can always type in a footballer what foot what is their salary, and I never really know how far you can sort of take these websites that claim to know the exact salaries of footballers, but it would, those would seem to suggest he's on like 50, 60 grand a week, which for any Premier League club is not a problem anymore. Any Premier League club, none of them. Um, and he'd do a really good job for a lot of, for a lot of teams. He would. He's, uh, he's, a, he's a really fucking good player. Um, I don't think his past few years at Spurs should cloud anybody. Yeah, Spurs are just, we've just gone to another level. We've gone to another level entirely, but any of the clubs on kind of a tier just ever so slightly but I I honestly believe he could do a job at Manchester United <laughs> I really and that's not just supposed to be some sort of side eye at Man United and their current predicament I just feel that he he could do a good job for them there um so I you know it, we saw the sort of talks of Everton I guess they've got their own kind of financial shit going on but even somebody like Leicester um that interest has never seemingly materialised whether Spurs want too much in terms of a transfer fee or Winks himself is being particular about where he goes who knows um, but he's a good player and it's a shame that it's his career's kind of hitting this roadblock at the moment um, and there's a lot of Spurs fans that say really unpleasant and bizarre things about Harry Winks I don't get it I don't get it man this is a lad that you know Loves the club, has come up through the kind of the youth ranks, everything like that. Like, you don't have to love him. You don't have to. You're not obliged to. You're not obliged to have to say nice things about him. I don't. I slag him off all the time. At least when I'm watching TV. Just don't tweet it at him and shit, you know? Like, you don't need to do it. It's weird. Um, Yeah. Uh, But Ollie Skip, he hopefully will, you know, have a better a better career at least than Harry Winks. If we see if we see kind of Winks as a successor to somebody like Livermore, that type of player, Tom Carroll. Tom Carroll's probably a better example. No, I think there's similar sort of bracket, Carroll and Livermore. If you imagine Winks is like a kind of an evolution from those two, Winks has definitely had a better Tottenham career than either of those two. 100% in my opinion. Not even a question. Winks has played a Champions League, sem- Champions League final. Um Hopefully Oliver Skip will be up one more tier than that, another level, 
we go. We go again. And that, that just means it's Alfie Devine after that. Um, or what's his name as well? Is it Alfie, Alfie Devine and what's his name? White? What's his name? Um, is it, I, I was going to say, is, is it Alfie White as well? Uh, now, Alfie Whiteman's a goalie. What is his name? Tottenham youth midfielder White. Harvey White. There you go. Harvey White. I knew there was a White. Um, so, <laughs> sounds like Cockney rhyming saying that, doesn't it? Oh. <laughs> Mind me post for a second, mate. I'm just off for a Harvey. Um, but uh, yeah, let's let's see Oliver Skip back soon. Let's see him play a good few games at Tottenham Cup games um, and Premier League games where, you know, he can kind of just fill in and do a good job because I think he's a good player. And Conte obviously thinks he's a good player. Great minds think alike. Um, Wolves this weekend. Um, I'm actually going to this one. Um, I'm going to take my little pocket recorder thing. So I'm, I'll try and record a bit of sound in the in the stadium here and there. Um, and I'm, it's train strike and everything. So me and Charlotte, Charlotte and I are driving up to the ground. So... I'll record something on the way back. Um, I'll try and get so it. it probably won't be as quick out as it has been the uh, past couple of weeks, but still, I'll get something out in the wake of the game. Um, the funny thing is, I just sort of realised I have no real idea what Wolves are like anymore, right? I mean, they're a team that have sort of fluctuated quite a lot. I mean, a few years back under no less than Nuno Espirito Santo, they really looked like they were kind of a Yol era Tottenham. They had a real sort of something about them. Um, There's a bit of a buzz about the place. They weren't invincible. They weren't going to be winning the Premier League anytime soon. But could they sneak sneak into a Champions League place? Yeah, they might have done. They, they just might have done. It would have been a real stretch, but they might have done. It wouldn't have been that kind of unimaginable. I think they got... Did they get to Europa League final? Or was it semi-final? I think they got to the final, didn't they? Um, so, you know, they were they were a good team for a while. Past couple of years, they just you don't really know what team you're getting, do you? Because I mean, they they still they remain and always have been the type of team that can just turn up and get a result at Tottenham or beat us at theirs. They just are. They're just that team. They're in another one in the long list of clubs. And I kind of understand this one because we beat them in a European Cup final. Well, not European, a European competition final that um, don't like us. They hate us, um, seemingly. Um, but who doesn't? Yeah, who doesn't hate us, really? Um, I just I don't know, really know. Let's have a look. Let's see. We'll have Wolves sign. Have Wolves signed anyone interesting? They've got Raul Jimenez back, haven't they? He's a really good player. Um, oh yeah, they got Adama Traore back. Um, have they actually signed? Oh, gosh, you know what the problem is, man. I don't really know who Wolves have signed and who they haven't. They just got <laughs> a load of Portuguese players, um, many of whom I don't know if they're new, if they are some other sort of random dodgy deal that they've managed to get across the line before they sell them to Liverpool, Manchester City, insert other big team here. Apparently uh, Nottingham Forest are buying that Morgan Gibbs White lad for an extortionate amount of money for about 40-odd mil. 
I mean, he looked really promising a few years back. I've not really heard anything again of him since, like we, you know, since Wolves are really, really good. Um, but yeah, they're apparently something. But yeah, well, I mean, Wolves are a dangerous team, but I still fancy. I mean, Romero or not, I still fancy our chances to turn this lot over. Right? Um, never particularly that impressed with them outside of that outside of that Nuno era um, Wolves transfers 2022 Wolverhampton Wanderers 2022 transfer markets right so they have oh fucking hell Matthias Nunes they signed from Sporting for 40 mil fucking hell don't know what the fuck I'm on about well, well, no he is he is a random Portuguese so you know got that bit right um yeah, I guess he's good, is he? I have no idea, but it's quite a lot of money to spend on him, isn't it? He's scored No, I don't know, that's just Portuguese stats. Um Gonzalo, Goncarlo, Gonzalo is it a C with the little tail, you know, when you see that in like Portuguese. Um Gonzalo, maybe it's like Gonzalo. Because it's lots of like guttural nasal stuff in Portuguese, isn't it? It's like when you're saying it's not actually Jose Mourinho, it's Jose Mourinho. Something I think it's like that, isn't it? And Bruno, Bruno Fernandes, Bruno Fernandes. Um, so I think this is like Gonçalo, Woods. Um, God, that's really gammon, isn't it? I'm not. I'm not actually trying to be. I'm actually trying to to do that properly. I'm not. I'm Daniel. I'm not just like taking the piss or anything. Um, but yeah, they signed it. Oh no, I don't want Google Store pop ups. Sorry if you can hear that. I don't know if you can or not. I never really know. It should. I think the, the input source is the microphone, so you should only hear it from there. Um, yeah, I mean they signed him from Valencia as well. I'm pretty sure I've heard of him before, actually probably seen him in FIFA or something um oh yeah as, as for that Ruslan the Ruslan lad from Atalanta one thing I do want to say is I did uh I did have a go with Atalanta on FIFA as well and just kept passing him the ball to sort of get a feel for what he was like and, and he was really good in that so that's uh a good bit of expert scouting for you um yeah I mean my scouting profile of Wolves is pretty dark. oh they signed Nathan Collins as well they've fuck what the fuck they've signed loads they spent quite a lot of money this summer again I swear these lot, man, these are just one of those clubs that they just go under the fucking radar constantly. It's put so much fucking money. They got Adama Traore back, not asked. Um, cut to Adama Traore, Screamer. But, uh, yeah, Wolves, these clubs that just, they're the sort of fucking team, aren't they? That if they went and won something from now, oh, it was a fairy tale, great, brilliant. No, they just spend loads of money all the time and people just don't talk about it. Um, yeah, they spent a load of money. Maybe they'll be good then. Um, their manager seems all right, didn't he? Um, but nah, we're going to have him. We're going to smash him. Um, it's going to be... I can see his... Yeah, we're going to keep a clean sheet. We're going to keep a clean sheet. It's going to be It's going to be 2-0. 2-0 to Spurs. Sonny is going to score. And Harry Kane's going to score. Son and Kane. Let's let's keep it. Let's keep it, you know. Let's keep it missionary. Let's keep it Times New Roman. Let's stick to what we know. Son and Kane, 
with the goals. 2-0 win to Spurs. Going to be at the ground. Um, don't know who else is going to be there because there's no trains or tube or anything. So good luck getting there. Um, yeah, I'll record something after that. I hope you've enjoyed this. Camus, please. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.